Buzz with Maya the Bee. Welcome back to the Buzz with Maya the Bee. I hope everyone has been safe out there. And I hope also hope that you guys have been uh, enjoying this season so far. Last week, uh, we had a conversation with the lovely Jay, who is a media personality and New York City socialite. And then we also had Jason Ortiz, who was uh, who is a relationship coach and author of 13 books and we basically just talked about the dating, the dating game now, some basics of relationships and just like lying and the crazy shit that goes on with social media and how that kind of influences relationships and dating these days. Um, so definitely check that out. We're going to keep the conversation going. I have a very special guest uh, in the building. I have to say a shout out to Chrissy Monroe, who introduced me to Miss Chanel Jasmine Clark, a.k.a. the spiritual whistleblower. Um, hey! Hey! <laughs> I'm so excited to, to have you here. Um, so, Chanel, you're not only an author, not only a media maven, but also a certified life coach and narcissistic abuse expert. Is that right? Yes, that's wow. correct. Okay, that's amazing. And tell me about the AKA spiritual whistleblower. Like, what is, what, what's behind that? Well, you know, in general, we, we all know what a whistleblower is. And, you know, when you're in corporate America or, you know, you're working a nine to five job and you see it, you know, inside corruption going on, just any type of infrastructure it could be the, the industry that we're in, you know, all, all the underlying underhanded stuff that goes on. And there's always going to be one person or a little group of people that call it out. Those are the whistleblowers. Right. So, you know, what, what I do, um, I'm just fed up. I'm in a place, you know, based on my life experiences and um, the need to get this information out to save people um, from abusive relationships. Um, the, the root of, of a lot of the problems are really spiritual. They, they are rooted to our childhood and they're also spiritual. So I, I, you know, I got the nickname spiritual whistleblower because I said, I'm blowing the whistle on these demonic entities and the things that really push people to be depressed and uh, suicidal as a real result of uh, these types of relationships. Mm -hmm. So that's where I got the name spiritual whistleblower. Awesome. I mean, I have been like, ever since Chrissy told me about you, I've been on your IG watching your videos. And I will like, I'll say you are super bold and strong and definitely like the voice that needs to be heard. Because I think a lot of women are um, not just for women, but for narcissistic relationships but in terms of women as being the victims of abuse I think that many of us are scared to speak out um and I really like how you're just coming for it full force there's no kind of apologies you're just like all right here it is and you I like how you put your own um story into it as well so people know this is like coming from you know a place of experience not as well as education and you know all of that uh, background that you have and certifications in this and obviously you know you really went to uh, extreme lengths to educate yourself like 
tell me a little bit more about that. Like what pushed you to even like, obviously it was an experience, but what was that experience that kind of pushed you into wanting to learn more about this? Well, um, I grew up in it okay. like so, like so many, um, I don't want to use the word victim. I mean, even though that's what we are, I say, you know, I'll say survivors, but many of us that come from narcissistic backgrounds, but we don't know the terminology. We don't know what a narcissist is. You, you know, um, I have both of my parents are narcissists. Then I have a sibling that's narcissistic. I have cousins, my grandparents. And when you grow up in this toxicity and um, they what they do is your parents, they prepare you to become a target for more abuse. But, you know, right. instead of them abusing you, you're now out in the dating world and, and you're easy prey for a narcissistic predator. So I got, you know, that's my upbringing. Um, I had no clue. I was bullied. I was picked on. I was silenced. I was always the fat girl sitting in the corner. Don't say anything. You don't have an opinion. You're invalid. And, you know, I grew up not knowing myself worth, mm -hmm. not knowing how to validate myself always at the center of gossip in the fa family, my family, extremely toxic. Hmm. And, um, you know, that's why I got into life coaching because everyone that I counsel, all my clients, they all come from the same background. If you are rooted up in uh, toxicity from your family, they're going to prepare you to become susceptible to become easy prey as an adult to, to other abusers once you get in romantic relationships. So my experiences, you know, totaled out. I just kept getting abused in my family. Um, I'm a victim of uh, child molestation. Um, um, I've been beat up, all types of things, uh, you know, crazy things. And I got fed up. I yeah. just got to the point where I said, I got to be under attack like this for a reason. This is this this can't be in vain. So I had my spiritual awakening and I just woke up one day and said, you know what? It's just time to turn your experiences into something and help other people. So this is where I'm at with it right now. I love I love that. And I also I mean, that's a whole nother uh, episode, but just the family and narcissism, because that's like a whole that's like a whole other mind-blowing thing that I don't even know like people aren't even thinking about that yet like I just actually like I was kind of telling you before um <clears throat> I just kind of like had my first experience with a narcissist when I was in a violent relationship and I just did not I had no idea at the time what that was I was just so confused like just like uh what's going on like it was it's not funny but I was just like legit mind blown at the complete like I knew this person for seven years and then we moved in together and he turned into like this monster and I just oh, yeah. was like I was oh, like yeah. what is going and I just felt like completely helpless and being like a strong person like yourself like outspoken and I'm somebody that also is a whistleblower if I see some shit that's injustice and I'm saying it and he did not like when I saw this other side of him and then when I saw this new side of him he treated me like shit it was like you know now you know this evil you're gonna get all of it and yep. I just was like yep. 
what is this? Like, I could not believe someone could be like that. So demonic energy. Yeah. You're dealing with a whole entity. Yeah. So tell, can you explain to people out there who might not understand what a narcissist is? Like, what are, what is a narcissist? What kind of behavior do they display? Um, well, just to be clear, we all, everyone has um, a level of healthy narcissism within them because a lot of people ask me, am I a narcissist and stuff? Um, if you got a question to ask yourself, if you're a narcissist, then chances are you're not. But every time you take a selfie, you know, anything, you know, self-care, self-love, that's a healthy level of narcissism. I just want to get that out there. Awesome. Now, the, the toxic narcissist that I go after Um, These are self-centered individuals. Um, They lack empathy. They lack remorse. They're not accountable. They don't care. They use people. They're highly manipulative. Um, They're predators, okay? They prey on empathetic people uh, with the goal, whatever you have. I don't know. You know, it, it varies from narcissists. There's different types of narcissists, overt, covert, malignant, cerebral, somatic, all different types, but um, there's something that you have that they want, whether that's money, whether that's resources, whether whether that's connections, whether they want to drive your car or just be associated to you because of your your status, that you have something they want and they're going to play coy. They're going to, you know, um, worship the ground you walk on when they first meet you. And they do this thing called love bombing where they are just blowing up your ego. Um, if it's a romantic thing, um, it's, it's really fast paced whirlwind type of thing. Oh my God. I'm in love with you. <laughs> I can see you having my kids. We can get married. I'll take you ring shopping. It's very fast. And normally we would pace the relationship, but it feels so good. We just go along with it. But this person, the narcissist is a predator and once they hook you after love bombing you and they get you behind closed doors and they know you're not going anywhere, then they begin to devalue you. Okay. They begin to devalue you. And that's where the mind tricks, the gaslighting, stonewalling, um, Mm. invalidation, um, projection, everything they're guilty of doing. If they're cheating, they're going to accuse you of cheating. Um, Wow. You know, you got to walk on eggshells. It's a mental mind fuck. Yeah. And sometimes it's physical. And these people are very dangerous. So a narcissist is a very manipulative individual who uh, deliberately uses, hurts, abuses people. Um, and they dispose of you after they have secured their next victim behind your back. Wow, that is just, I'm like, just completely mind blown. Um, these, this conversation is already like, just so informative, because also just the toxicity, um, narcissism versus like the healthy, healthy narcissism. I think that's really important for people to understand, like, yes, the difference in um, that's, that's really awesome. What about, um, so let's kind of get into the first phase, like the dating the dating phase, like what, what are, so you just mentioned some of the things that they're good at is not that that's the bad part. Um, but like kind of gassing you up in terms of like, you're, you're beautiful. I want to have a baby with you. I want to do this. I want to do that. Do they have like a, at all ever an intention of actually doing this? Or is this just, I'm trying to get you. 
Um, the, well, first and foremost, they're predators. So they, okay. the, the goal is to sleep with you. They got it, you know, because once, you know, sex is their weapon. They get you in a bed and they, they just, they're in your head telling you everything you want to hear. And then they get you in a the bed. Then that's how they're going to get you hooked. Um, when dating, dating is very dangerous these days. Um, I recommend if you can stay single and happy and do your own thing for as long as you can and avoid dating, then do that. Fall in love with yourself and date yourself because it's, it's bad out here. Right. And that's not to say that there aren't good people out here, but it is dangerous out here. Um, these people, when you're when they're out dating, um, they're, they're looking for vulnerabilities. Um, if you're on a date, and this is something that we as ladies, we, we have to stop doing. We have a habit of talking about our exes and all the abuse we've been through, all the toxic relationships. These predators, are they're banking on that information. They want to know if you've been hurt and how was you hurt? What did your ex do to you? Because they're, that's a vulnerability. And they're going to use all that against you in the future. Oh. Wow. And they're looking at you like, well, if you tolerated that, all that from your ex, then what are you going to tolerate from me? I oh. guess I could do, I could do way more. Um, and then that, they're going to try to outdo all your exes and, and your past abusers. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So ladies, stop, stop exposing your hand. You do not want to tell any man when you're on a date about any abuse, any domestic violence, anyone getting over you. You speak highly. You say, you know what? Me and my ex, it just didn't work out. We're still friends, but he treated me like a queen. Mm-hmm. And what that says to the guy you're dating is that, oh, oh, I, I, I got to step my standards up because she's, she's accustomed to being treated a certain way. And he, he's either going to rise or he's going to disappear after the first few dates. You feel me? Mm. Okay. Um, another thing, too, narcissists love to, to um, shit on their exes. You're, if you're on a date, they'll say, you know, very casually, you know, all my exes are crazy. All my exes are crazy. Ladies, that is a huge red flag. Whenever you hear a man bash his exes, you better run the other way. Oh, my God. I... He, yeah, he's indirectly, <laughs> he's, he's telling you indirectly, he drove them crazy and you're next on the list. Oh my God. We, okay. First, I just want to tell you that we were, I was just having this conversation last week about giving dudes the blueprint to your hurt, like what happened to you. And I always thought that that was being vulnerable and kind of telling them, Hey, don't fucking do this to me. That's what I thought it was like. I'm kind of like the subliminal under this is don't do what I'm telling you. However, now, what you're saying makes so much more sense because how my relationship with that person ended was exactly the same. So that is just freaking mind-blowing. And then the, the red flag about talking about their ex, um, this one person was always saying, oh, this one's crazy. They're looking me up. They've done this. They've done that. Da, 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 da. Their ex was calling me, you know, like all this shit. And they're the crazy ones. But then at the end of the relationship, it was so hate-fueled that I could see. I was like, oh, that's why these bitches wanted to burn your fucking house down. Like, I get it. You know, like, so that is so spot on what you just said. Just not only about don't tell these guys about your past hurt, um, but also 
you know, if that red flag about if they're just trashing their ex, you know, that is something it's not like, you know, I think we always are told to give the benefit of the doubt to people and, you know, believe them and give them kind of that, that opportunity to prove themselves to you. So you do that, but really you should be paying attention to that red flag in the beginning. Yeah. And uh, one of the reasons why they bash their exes is for one, they want you to feel like the superior woman. You're on this pedestal. You're the better woman, you know, Oh, you're better than all my exes. That's, this is why I'm marrying you. It's to gas your, your ego up. Mm -hmm. But I, I can assure you, that the same ex he's bashing, he's still chasing behind your back. Mm -hmm. Still, he's the one stalking her. And they do this thing called triangulation. Triangulation is the act of an abuser putting one person against the other, staging a cat fight. Mm. He'll have you hating this female and you ain't never met her. And likewise, he'll be in her ear talking shit about you and she don't know about you. Wow. You know, so that when ladies, if you're on these dates and they start, these men start talking bad about their ex, honey, that's a bad sign. Get mm. out of there. If he's a man of integrity, then he doesn't have no beef with any of his exes and he will not bring them up because he's into you and he's trying to get to know you. Just know that. I and, love it. And no real man will ever tear down a woman. Okay. Right. That's, a, that's a sign of misogynistic behavior. Right. And at the end of the day, it's like you spent time with that person, you know, like, so it, you look like, what was your deal that you, this person was that bad, but you spent, you know, two years of your life with them. It just makes you also kind of question like, the hell, what's wrong with you, you know? Yeah. Um, and where do these people learn these, like, just because it's so, I'm, I'm personally, I'm seeing a pattern and I've, I'm a good person. So I keep like asking, I'm like, karma, what the fuck? Why do I keep getting these people that want to like trick me? Like, I don't understand. What is it? Where do they learn these, these strategies? Is this something they're born with? Or how does this kind of this narcissistic, this toxic narcissistic behavior come about? Well, let me, yeah, let me get into this with the ladies here. Okay. Ladies, one thing before you sleep with him, and when you're in the beginning stages of getting to know him, it is imperative that you find out his upbringing. Um, also too, you need to find out if he has a history of domestic violence, if he has a criminal background and, um, how he feels about mental health and therapy. Um, but more importantly, find out what is his relationship between he and his mother, because if his mother is toxic and narcissistic, she has ruined him. He's done. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, behind every toxic fuck boy is a toxic woman that raised him and groomed him that way. Mm. Okay. His mother uh, is the very first woman he has any type of relationship with before he even starts to date or become attracted to a woman. So if his mother is a narcissist, she has been grooming him from the time he was a baby mm. and she grooms him to control him. She grooms him, you know, because she's so toxic, she's promiscuous, she's emotionally ne negligent. She does all types of stuff. She'll emasculate him as a young boy. Um, these women do a lot of stuff to their sons. Mm. And it, what happens is, and, and even beat them. And, and if he's raised in a two-parent home, his father might be abusive and negligent. So it really, 
his upbringing is everything. You've got to investigate before you get in too deep. Um, his mother, because of her toxic behaviors and what he, he witnesses as he grows up, he will hate her mm -hmm. because of the things she's doing. And, and, and how reckless she is. But he loves her at the same time because, hey, that's mom. Mom gave birth to me. There's some guilt in being loyal to her. So he grows up with, you know, with this love-hate relationship towards his mother. And he has repressed anger and resentment towards her because of her toxicity. So what happens when he becomes an adult and he gets out here and starts dating really good women, solid women that carry themselves like a queen the total opposite of his mother's character, he's going to take, he's going to take all his anger he has for his mother out on the women he dates. Mm. And he's going to ruin and sabotage every relationship. This is what the narcissist does. He jumps from woman to woman to woman and he runs back to his mother every time he sabotages his relationship. And that's how she groomed him. She doesn't want him winning, you know, with another woman. In her eyes, that's her, her husband. Right. She's groomed him to stay connected to her. So, ladies, it, it's really critical. Um, this behavior is taught by another toxic parent. You've got to find out how a man was raised. It is mm. critical. Okay. It, and I don't care if he got money. I, I don't care how much money he has. Because the more money he has, the worse he'll be. The more arrogant. Um, you know, he'll give you gifts and all that to, to win you over. But all that's going to stop because he's a control freak. Right. If his mother is a shitty human being, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> he, he is too, because he because that's where his his that's where he learns everything about a woman from his mother. Right. And right. You will pay the price for all the shit she's done to him. Mm. And wow. that's why we have a nation of fuckboys right now because their mother, these women out here, have ruined these men. And, 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 you know, these men getting these relations, we, these, with ladies today, we bossed up, you know, we entrepreneurs and stuff. Right. We're not going to put up with no childish man. We send him right back. Right. And he, the only one that he can run to at the end of the day is that baby mother that ain't going nowhere. <laughs> or he runs home to his mommy is one or the other. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's what that is. What about like, so you're dating a narcissist and like you said, they really know how to kind of put the everything on you where you're like he's saying everything I want to hear um do can narcissists I know you said I think we kind of like a little bit talked about it but will they ever like is there anyone that's ever going to make them fall in love I know you said your parents were narcissists they obviously uh got together um and were able to I don't know the whole history with that but like is is it possible for a narcissist to be in a like long-term relationship and be in love and still be toxic or how does that work um will and jada smith perfect example will smith jada pinkett smith them two are not in love that mm. marriage is toxic as hell he's a narcissist and so is she mm. she's just the more dominant one but they both you know this is you know i, I try to explain this to people over and over and they're the perfect example okay. you have two egotistical people um they're both celebrities he has more money, but she wears the pants in the house. She's very controlling. Mm. And they both have an open swingers type of relationship because the love is gone. The love been gone. Right. That marriage is basically a partnership. And what they both 
do is they pull innocent third parties into their marriage and they break these people and dispose them like trash and then they run back to each other and resume their marriage. Right. That is what that is what a relationship or marriage is between two narcissists. So yes, they can sustain a long-term relationship or marriage as long as they're married to another narcissist. That's mm-hmm. the only way it works because an empath they'll drive an empath to, 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 to suicide or a breakdown, you know, it's, it's going to blow up it's mm-hmm. going to implode when you're dealing with a good hearted person, the person you're going to drive that person insane and they're going to run. Right. But wow. if they get with an equal, uh, equally toxic individual, another narcissist, then they both going to play each other. They're going to both manipulate the games. The game plan is on. Right. Okay. So that's the only way they can sustain a long-term relationship. They get with their own kind. Okay. So basically, like, let's, let's get into phase two here. You've been charmed. You're in a relationship with a narcissist. You are not a narcissist. Is there any way to kind of get that person out of that habit? Or is they, are they, there's no kind of reform or like there's no changing this person? Like I know <clears throat> a lot of women can be, Captain Savahos and we want to we can change him and blah 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 is there ever that chance that you could you could change somebody's behavior this is a permanent disorder there is no medication there is no cure other than death um, <laughs> there is um, therapy cognitive therapy dialect behavioral therapy but again the narcissist has to be committed to going and they are not because they are arrogant they are above the law they don't feel nothing is wrong with them they're Mm. delusional it is going to be very hard to get a narcissist to commit to psychiatric treatment or any type of counseling unless there's some benefit in it for them you know if you're married you know, if a narcissist is married to an empath and an empath is sick and tired and says, listen, if you don't go to couples therapy with me, I'm leaving you. Mm-hmm. And the narcissist will be paranoid because he's not done using his, his spouse for money or whatever. So he, he'll agree to go to counseling just to shut the spouse up. He's not going for the right reasons to get himself help. And what happens is he'll end up sitting there trying to manipulate the actual therapist or, or psychiatrist and he'll quit he'll quit therapy first, second session. Everyone I've spoken to that has gone to marriage counseling with a narcissist, they all jump ship. Mm. They say, you know, my spouse didn't last past the second session. Narcissists do not commit to therapy. They don't want to hear about any wrongdoings. They don't want to be exposed. They don't want to be called out. And that's, the, you know, when you go to therapy, the job of the psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist is to, you know, reflect back to you, you know, all the things that are going on in your life and, you know, you holding yourself accountable for any behaviors and things that you want to work on. Narcissist is not going to sit there and, and listen to anyone point out his flaws. Absolutely right. not. They can't take it. So they do go to therapy, but it does not, they, they don't commit. They usually jump ship first session, second if if it makes it to third, that's that's lucky. But right, <laughs> no, wow. there's no cure for this thing other than death. And they're like impeccable actors because I've seen yes, like tracks covered to the T, like video of where they were. But you know, 
of course you find women's intuition cannot be, I, I, my shit is always correct, but it's just like, when you think about everything and you, cause I, like I was saying, I give people the benefit of the doubt. When you lie to me, that's when I start to track backwards and start to put things together. Like, Hmm, was that night when you said this, you know, I'm going to go check that now, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, they, they kind of, they're just amazing actors. They, it's like they've covered all their bases. Is that something yeah. that, that's like, you know, a pattern across all narcissists that they really just know how to, how to really cover their tracks? Uh, the narcissist wears a mask, hmm. okay? And they are excellent actors. They, uh, that's all they know how. Um, what they do, they have an inner circle of friends and family that are enablers, and these are called flying monkeys. You know, mm. like the movie Wizard of Oz. Uh, Wizard of Oz, the Wicked Witch had an army of flying monkeys, and these were her minions. And whenever she ordered them to do whatever for her, they would do what they, you know, tell tell mm-hmm. her to do. So the, the narcissist has his circle of flying monkeys. These are his, his the people, his family, his mother, his sister. Uh, his best friends, cousins, these people work for him. Mm-hmm. So he, he can tell these people, go spy, go stalk, go abuse, go bully, harass my ex-girlfriend. Right. And these people will do it because chances are they're also toxic codependents and narcissists themselves. Mm. So, you, you, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really fucked up. <laughs> it's, really, it's really messed up. Um, they are the greatest actors. They're really great at, um, that's where the triangulation comes in. They're good at convincing and telling one side of the story and they'll have people fighting each other. People mm. die, people will die in these love triangles. You hear these stories about, you know, a three-way love triangle, someone getting shot, stabbed and over a, a side chick or you know, um, a man's wife is cheating on him with another guy. That's narcissistic behavior. They're, they're triangulating mm-hmm. people against each other. You end up dead behind that type of shit. Yep. No? Oh, wow. so, yeah, they're great actors. They, that's all they know because that's how they obtain, um, you know, whatever they're trying to achieve. Money, sex, whatever they need out their target. Right. And yeah. some something else that I've noted that I've noticed in this latest experience of being with one was they were always concerned with what other your friends thought of them. Did you tell your friends about our fight? Did you tell your sister about this? Did you, you know, like, and I'm like, why do you care in my head? But now when I put things together, it was like, okay, he w- didn't want me to have like an army of support that was going to like, usually I'm pretty private first. Like I try and deal with things myself. But when I started to think about it, I'm like, this guy doesn't want these people know him first of all. So he doesn't want that. that he doesn't like want them to think badly of him. He doesn't give a shit about what I, and what I think it's these people. And I'm like, okay, is I, I don't even understand. Like, that kind of like they don't want to be talked about they don't want to be exposed i'm like you're doing shit like how do you not expect to be exposed um but yeah they they kind of feel like they shouldn't be um no they they don't want to be this is that's what makes this so demonic um and i'm gonna tell you like this the number one sign um, when you you get involved with one, they're going to make moves immediately to isolate you from your family and friends. Mm. Okay. It's, it's like a cat playing with a mouse. A, a cat will corner a mouse and toy with it before it kills it. Right. That narcissist has you cornered. 
and you can't run the family or friends. He has deliberately isolated you to abuse you Mm -hmm. behind closed doors where no one's looking because, you know, his circle of friends, they already know he's an abuser. When he introduces you to meet his friends and family, they're going to look at you like, oh, victim number 177. Right. Here we go again. We already know this is going to, the family of friends know he's going to fuck you over. And right. You. right. You are the last to know. And, you know, that's why when you get through dealing with a narcissist and you tell your story to your people, it's, it's almost unbelievable. People are like, this don't even sound like a, a real thing. I know. All this happened to you. And you, you can't really explain this to just anybody you have mm-hmm. to go talk to somebody that's been through this abuse yeah it works no so- that makes so much sense because that's why women are scared because they're like i the story sounds fucking nuts and i don't you know like it's almost like do i want this type of energy you know people to look at me that and and i think that's exactly like you're you're completely spot on with that Yeah, and the narcissist definitely wants to silence his victims, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, They they are terrified of being exposed, especially on social media. So, you know, I always encourage women, tell your story, get on, start a YouTube channel. If you want to do a little documentary, a a daily journal, a video blog, do something, write a book, but do not ever let an abuser silence you. Right. Yeah, he does not want to be exposed or caught, and trust me, he is doing this to other victims as we speak. Yeah, that's. I think that is probably the most important thing for people to, you know, even myself. Like, I just never wanted to, like, I, I just forget about it. You know, when, when it was over, I like did not want to even think about it. Like, but it's important for your own healing, and then also for other people to see because this is a real. This is a. Uh, a pandemic you know like there's so many of them now it's not just like one in a lifetime that you you meet it like there's like you said family members friends like it's like this new thing they're in every profession they are they are teachers lawyers doctors Mm -hmm. they're everywhere they hide behind their professions to abuse their power just imagine how many nurses doctors are abusing their power how many teachers are, uh, I was talking about this the other day, teachers that are secretly bullying children mm. behind their back, they're everywhere. Cops. They're pastors and churches. Mm. So it's, it's real. It's mm-hmm. real. Um, um, it, this, you know, their behavior destroys good people. It, right. it has a long-term um, depression. And not only that, it, it, it uh, has an effect on your health, not just your mental and emotional People have physical ailments. People mm-hmm. have high blood pressure as a result of this. Heart disease, stroke, fibroids. Um, there, I've heard of acne and eczema breakouts, yeah. hair loss, mm-hmm. you know, weight gain, weight loss. So it does something to you. Um, you're, you're lethargic. You can't even, you're just laying in bed for days. So this does a number on people long term. It's very, it's horrible. Right. I don't wish this on anybody. And these people need to be exposed. They right. really do. All right. So let's talk about the breakup because the breakup is usually as big of a whirlwind as the beginning was. And you're just like, what, what, what just happened? You know, and, oh, the breakup is the worst part. Yeah. Go ahead. So, okay. So <laughs> tell me about like the how to with the breakup. Cause what I really love that you talked about, because I felt like this is exactly what I went through 
was the staging thing. Like that just was like, again, mind blowing to me when you were talking about how they staged the breakup, like you break up with them, but they've already been kind of plotting it in the, in the, um, you know, already with their family, like dropping seeds everywhere. So it's like everyone's prepared for what's about to go down. So, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Talk about that. That was dope. Okay. So, um, I already named, you know, there's three components to abuse cycle with a narcissist. It's the love bombing phase is the first phase. Devalue is the second phase. And the final phase is the discard. And this is where they kick you off that pedestal. Um, you know, either the narcissist is going to dump you. If he doesn't dump you, he's going to force you to dump him. And that's, it's like, you know, I always compare it to a master poker player. When you're playing a game of poker, the objective is to get your opponent to throw their hand in. Mm. And that's what the narcissist is doing. Um, he's going to start fights with you. He's going to nitpick, um, mm. falsely accuse you of cheating, just, you know, things to play with your head and, and your mind and, you know, um, have you walking on eggshells. And I also mentioned sleep deprivation. They love starting arguments before bed, in the middle of the night, early in the morning. Mm. That's all done to just drain your energy. These people are energy vampires. Mm. So, you know, they're going to work on you and work on you and work on you. Like I said, a cat working on a mouse in the corner, playing with that mouse until you just say, hey, I can't do this no more. Right. And while they're doing this to you, they're grooming the person they plan on replacing you with. They got they they the person they've been cheating on you with, that ex-girlfriend, ex-baby mama that they told you was crazy or yeah. whoever from their past, they're getting ready to replace you with this person. Mm. And this person, nine times out of ten, is well aware of you and they mm. don't care. Um and they prep their family. They'll tell their their mother, their father, the whole family, you know, they'll make lies about you and turn the family against you. And people start treating you funny. And you're right. like, why is your family acting funny towards me? Yeah, because you're about to get the boot. Right. Wow. So um, the discard is all about kicking you out, out the picture and pulling the replacement in to take over your place. And but the thing with a narcissist, he does not want to lose control over you. Um, when y'all break up, he's gonna circle back around like a vulture, and um, he's gonna try to keep you stuck. That's why you get a text, a call. He's uh, making fake pages, watch you on Instagram, Facebook. Mm. He does not want you to move on. Mm. He, although he's in this new relationship with this person, he's been cheating on you with. Mm. He wants to demote you now to the sidekick position. Where when you and him was together, he was sneaking behind your back and seeing a side chick. Right. The, back, the woman on the back burner. Now he's trying to reverse roles. He's put her on your spot and he wants you to play the side chick. Wow. And this is where I teach women. I said, you got to change your phone number. You got to deactivate your Facebook and lay low. Uh, block the family. If you don't have kids with this person and you're not married, you need to cut all ties. Do not stay cool with his moms. Right. Don't stay cool with his sisters. It's, you got to cut block down the, down the line. Mutual friends got to go and all. Mm. Because he's going to do everything um, to keep you stuck emotionally from moving on while he's in a relationship, relationship with someone else. Right. Wow. And it's really, and then he's, he's also going to punish you and rub this new person in your face to continue to torture. It's really, they're very sadistic, very sick people. Mm. 
Wow. That is, that's so like on point with everything. Just like, this is the shit that you see on TV for like lifetime, but it's actually in real life. It's like legit happens. And it's, it's so crazy. Like it, how people can be so evil. Cause it's like, this took, the energy to do all that, to do that staging is so evil. And it's like, what, why, you know, I just don't understand. I, and I guess I'll never understand why. And it, you like, you were, you know, telling all of us about narcissistic behavior and, you know, what they get from it. But I just personally, I just can't, I'm like. You'll drive yourself crazy. Uh, trying to figure it out because the things they do make absolute no sense it's pure insanity I know it's I just I'm like mind blown at this whole thing um so all right so you're in the you're you're breaking up with this guy let's say the this he's constantly reaching out to you um asking you like apologizing you know doing all these things but you know he's he's really fucked you in the long you 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 know, nothing's changed from your past. What do you do in that sense? Like, do you, you know, sometimes the, I mean, not sometimes, let's be honest, women are always looking for hope that their man will change for them. Um, so, so what do you, um, what do you suggest in that sense? Um, well, I've, you know, I've had my experiences and I'm pretty good. I can date right now and discard the narcissist in the very beginning I'm really good at it but what I tell women don't play with it because when he tries to come back he's not coming back because he loves you or misses you he's coming back to finish you off because he is not done abusing you and he wants full access to you yes even while he's involved with somebody else he wants access to your money he wants to keep sleeping with you Um, he wants to control your life Mm. he doesn't want to giving everything that you gave him to another man now Oof. what he'll do he'll get out in the streets and tell his friends and family he can't stand you he don't want you no more he'll be out here lying but behind closed doors it's the opposite and he's he's preying on you again this is what pre- he's a predator okay. remember this is a predator and if the predator wasn't able to kill you the first go round he's going to circle back around and try to finish the job mm. so by all means if you can change your phone number, because let me tell you, you can block these creatures and they will make burner numbers. They'll text you from other people's phones. Mm. They will find a way around it. You have to do everything in your power to establish very strict boundaries. And if they keep trying you, then you go to the police. You call for a restraining order. Yeah. Wow. (sighs) So crazy. People are just like, you have too much time on your hand. Why don't you go put that energy into a job? Like, (laughs) do that. Um, that's that it's, it's really like, the- well, they don't have an identity. They prefer to cling on to people doing stuff with their lives and going places with their lives. Right. You know, these people are vampires and they, they don't want to put the energy into making themselves great. They rather attach themselves to good people. Right. And uh, drain people for their resources and then run off and then they'll tell everybody, oh, I'm great on this and that. And they're really bragging about your qualities that they stole from you right. to impress somebody else. They're, they're disgusting. Disgusting <sighs> people. Wow. I'm just like, I cannot even tell you like how, and I keep saying the word mind blown because I just can't think of any other word. Because like I said, I just have been kind of understanding this whole narcissistic behavior over the last few years. I never knew. It's baffling. Yeah. It's baffling. 
I just thought yeah. this was called evil, but now it has like a real term. I'm like, wow, you got there's like tons of you out there. There, I mean, Donald Trump, I think, is a He's narcissist. A sociopath. Yeah. Oh, that's sociopath. Uh, the whole, listen, honey, the whole <laughs> entertainment industry, about 99% of the industry is narcissistic. Our president, Kanye. Oh, um, God. You know, we're surrounded by these people. I know. And, it is. Um, it's it yeah it, it's crazy so what do you think would be like the biggest takeaway like the biggest lesson learned from getting out of a relationship just because i'm a repeat offender i didn't even i did this three times already and i'm like okay this time i have like what is it like this selling you all this shit in the beginning of you know I, i'm like how am i gonna avoid this the next time like what do I need to do backgrounds checks don't seem to work you know so what are what do you think are the biggest like takeaways um from getting through this type of relationship with somebody surviving it and then also thriving it like what are the biggest takeaways for you um as painful as it was as much as they tried to break you and it it is very painful and it's gonna take a while to heal you you got to thank the narcissist because the, what the narcissist does, he mirrors back to you the things you need to heal in your life from your childhood. Mm. And when he created a trauma bond, I don't think we discussed this this evening uh, quickly. A trauma okay. bond is when a, an abuser trains his victim to never leave his side. Like he has to have full control of you um, like a slave. You got to tolerate the abuse the cheating, the lying. He's grooming you throughout that relationship to be his personal slave. And and if you decide to break up and move on, he's trained you not to see life outside of him. He is your life. And you're going to mm. run back to him to go back to that abuse. That's a trauma bond. So what I encourage people is you got to find out who in your immediate family, your mom, your dad, it might have been both of them. It might have been a grandparent. Somebody groomed you and started the trauma bond there that's where you learned this behavior because all you did was in your adulthood date your mother or father that's all Mm -hmm. when you get these relationships you're dating your parent that that really abused you and groomed you to accept and tolerate a trauma bond Mm. and you have to go back into your childhood pick pick everything apart and you got to heal those wounds you know, and you got to figure out who the abuser is in your in your childhood and, and you know, cut them off and right. begin to heal. I mean, really heal and understand why this happened to you and why you keep attracting these people. Mm. It's <sighs> your childhood. So much good. So much good information, Chanel. I can't even I mean. I'm excited to read your book, How to Defeat a Narcissist. Um, is <laughs> I, I'm like, that's on my reading list. And go, I'm going to sit down this weekend and, you know, just really dig into that. Um, t- like, you. tell me a little bit about, like, that book, where people can get it, and then, like, everything else about you and where we can follow you. And I know you were, you just said you were doing, you did a picnic in Brooklyn. Um, I know you do some events. Like, if there's anything that we can attend or look out for let us know yes okay thank you so much i have two books currently on amazon the first book is um the breakup manual how to defeat a narcissist volume one is available on amazon the second book is the the glow up manual and that's really just a book of quotes to uh you know boost your self-esteem after a breakup okay um both are available on amazon 
Uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Spiritual Whistleblower. One word, it's very long, Spiritual Whistleblower, um, spelled out the way it is. Um, I do daily videos every day on all types of topics pertaining to narcissistic abuse, and they are incredibly helpful. Um, yes. I do private coaching. I do phone consults. I, um, for my international fan base, I do email and WhatsApp and uh, Skype consults. Nice. I'm very affordable, very reasonable. Um, and I think that's about it. But I, as far as my events, because of this COVID-19 uh, stuff, it's been really hard to do my normal stuff. So I'm moving towards doing out, outdoor uh, events. I just did a picnic in Brooklyn. I will be doing another one in Brooklyn um, for Labor Day, September 7th. Um, I will be coming to Connecticut and Philly the next two weeks. So I will have the flyers posted on my Instagram and I am coming to California, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Los Angeles, the end of August. And I will have more info. I have a flyer going up for that too. So, Dope. um, I would love to meet people, um, come out and, um, you know, let's, let's talk, let's greet and all that. And whatever I can do to help anybody, um, you know, just look me up. Awesome. It's, I, I mean, I have, I mean, I'm so happy Chrissy told me about you and she was like, you don't want me on your show. You want Chanel. I was like, okay. <laughs> she was like, and let me tell you why. She's like, can you talk on the phone? Cause I need to tell you. So um, I'm really glad that she introduced us and we're having this conversation and people are going to hear this because, and people. Awesome. Yeah. I love Chrissy keeps her. it so uh, 100 as well yeah. like as you do and I think you know that's something that like the comfortability of people like being comfortable with yourself is such a challenge these days because people feel so judged and seeing people like yourself and Chrissy just giving like hey this is what it is and being like you know black yes. and white about it and yeah people need to see that you don't have to hide behind, uh, you know, fake shit and fraudulent, you know, whatever. That's what I hate about social media is people just give you this life that they really don't live. And you're just like, hmm. you know, what's really going on, uh, behind oh, those yeah. pictures, you know? Um, but Chanel, I want to ask you a personal question because, sure. you know, I, um, obviously, you know, women in general have been through a lot. You have been through a lot from your story. Is there like, do you still believe in love? Like, are you, do you feel like there's someone out there that, you know, is going to be your human and like, what's your outlook on that? I a thousand percent believe in love. I am a hopeless romantic. Um, I just had some growing to do and, you know, you got, you know, you're a princess. You got to kiss a few frogs before you get to your prince. Right. And um, I am a firm believer. I have a great relationship with God and God is love. God right. is full of abundance and love. And if he loves me, then I trust him enough to send me someone to love me properly. I just had to get myself together. And when we're in these toxic relationships, we really learn more about ourselves we learn about what we will and won't tolerate in our next relationships. Um, our, we have no choice but to raise our self-esteem. You know, we look back and, you know, I'm almost sick to my stomach at the things that I settled for in my past. Mm -hmm. But I had to go through those experiences to get to where I'm at today. I know I will not tolerate this 
that or the third ever again. And I know when someone starts behaving like a narcissist at on the first red flag, see ladies like to keep giving the benefit and we be on the fifth and sixth and 10th mm -hmm. flag. No, no sis, mm -hmm. the first red flag, you need to get up out of there. Yes. If he puts his hands on you, if you see him curse and disrespect his mother or any other female, run. If mm. he tears down and bashes any of his exes, his baby mothers, his ex-girlfriends, ex-wife, run. You have to look for misogynistic behavior and how he was his upbringing. That's the answers to what type of man he is, is, is all there. I promise. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Chanel. I really appreciate you taking the time this evening to talk thank to me. <laughs> it was it was really awesome. I can't wait to uh, read your books. And um, I'm going to start off with the uh, How to Defeat. That's the first one anyway. So I'm going to start off with that one. And then your the the glow. What, what, what did you say it was called? The glow up? It's, it's the glow up manual. That's just a book of quotes. Um, they're really funny, um, uplifting, and empowering quotes to help you get through your breakup process. All right, I love that because we all go through it, so we all need yeah. we all need some words of inspiration and courage and support, and just to feel Absolutely. normal. You know, at the end of the day, like these things will make other people normal and feel more comfortable to talk about it when they know this is a real thing. This is not just you know some uh fad this is something that is is real and, and oh it's, it's pushing people to suicide and having breakdowns it's 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 really dangerous these people are dangerous yeah so and, and hurt children too when you hear stories about men that murder their wives and their children that mm. that's narcissistic sociopathic behavior Ugh. so it's very real yeah so we got to keep talking about it so i'm so glad that we had this conversation and I hopefully will um, we'll definitely meet in LA, but I hope that you'll come back on again, um, and we can we can chat about uh, some more fun fun topics. Um, Anytime, I would love to. All right, awesome. Uh, thank you again, Chanel Jasmine Clark, aka the Spiritual Whistleblower. Thank you for coming yes. on. Appreciate you. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in again to the Buzz with Maya the Bee. You are appreciated. And I will see you again next week. Thanks for tuning in.